and welcome to Pairing, a podcast where we pair wine with art and pop culture. I am your host, Emma Sherjarko, and I was absolutely thrilled to be joined by the great Will Williams for this episode about the Dragon Age games. While we talk mostly about Dragon Age Inquisition, I thought this was also a great discussion about the three games overall. So while I am intending to do episodes that focus on the other Dragon Age games as well, I just thought this was a great discussion to lead off with, and I'm really excited to share it with all of you. Will has so many great thoughts, insights, and hot takes about these games, and I think you'll love hearing them share those. This episode is also a little longer than most, but I just felt the conversation flowed and I didn't want to split it up. So there's even more pairing for you to enjoy this week. Huzzah! There are spoilers for all three games in here, so I don't recommend listening if you haven't played the games and you intend to, though it might get you excited to play or replay them. Just be aware of those spoilers. If you haven't already, make sure to check out Will's urban fantasy fiction podcast, Valence, which we talk about on this episode, as well as Discover Pods, where they are the managing editor. There are links to those in the show notes. Check them out. Thank you so much to all of our patrons, and especially our producer-level patrons, Emma Cohen, Rena Sarame, Zoo Yorker, Caitlin Van Horn, and Michael Beck, all of whom I hope are possible companions in Dragon Age 4. If you would like to join this squad of heroes, come check us out at patreon.com slash pairingpodcast, where you can get access to all sorts of extras for as little as $1 a month. Like I said, this is a bit of a longer episode, so let's just dive right in. Without further ado, here is episode 77, Dragon Age with Will Williams. Okay, I am so excited to welcome to pairing for the first time the one and only Will Williams, legend of the <laughs> podcasting world. I'm like, I'm like a little starstruck right now. Oh, that's uh, very <laughs> funny. I'm a little starstruck right now because oh you're like an amazing well, actor whose work I love. Oh, oh thank you so much. And also, because well, I love pairing. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. I that that means so much to hear because uh you as a creator and critic, I also adore your work. And thank you. Um, and so if if anybody listening does not follow Will on social media, you're missing out. So <laughs> <laughs> um but so A A I'm excited to just have you here and and be talking with you, but I'm also super excited because we're going to be talking about Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yes, we are going to focus on Inquisition, Mm -hmm. but I I might ask you a few questions about your your overall kind of Dragon Age experience. Absolutely. Um, because so I, I mean I'll just say as as many of the listeners know I'm I'm just discovering video games now for the first time you know in my 30s which is great one good thing that the pandemic has done for me <laughs> but um but so what is uh what's your experience with Dragon Age when did you first when did you first play it how many times have you played through etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah so Inquisition specifically, I have a very interesting relationship with. Mm. Um, I have never really been like a huge high fantasy person. Mm. Um, I was raised on a lot, a lot of sci-fi. And yeah. even then it was like really hard 
sci-fi. Right. I didn't see Star Wars until I was a senior in high school. Um, because mostly because my parents just kind of thought it was cringe, uh-huh. which uh, <laughs> is yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, which you know I grew to love. So when I heard about Dragon Age, people kept recommending it to me. Um, I was looking for something akin to Fallout New Vegas, mm-hmm. um, something that had a lot of world building, a lot of character. I really loved. The characters and the writing in New Vegas. Yeah. And people kept saying, like, oh, hey, there's this new Dragon Age game. You got to play it. And I was like, it's got the word dragon in the title. I don't think I'm yeah, going to show with that one. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, a year after it came out, uh-huh. we got it on PS3. Oh. Um, it was back in the Back, back in that day. <laughs> yes. It looked uh, absolutely garbage. Yeah. There were, like, no textures. Everything was, like, a flat plane. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But I fell in love with it like immediately totally i so the the first time i played it and this is inquisition right this inquisition is, yeah i actually started with inquisition i i did too at first which i'll get to but i want to hear yes. i want to hear the rest of your story yeah so i played inquisition first mm-hmm. um i was told by some like fans of the series like hey it's okay it's not like mass effect where you're playing the same person it's different people right um and I had, like, looked at Origins to see if I could start there because I really wanted the full story. Yeah. But it's so ugly. I know. <laughs> so ugly. <laughs> so I started with Inquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I played it, it was – I had just graduated college. Mm-hmm. Um, and – most of my roommates were, like, either still in college or – it was, like, the the first winter break where I stayed – in the apartment, and, like, everybody else went back for Christmas. Nice. That was my... Those were my favorites when I was alone. At, right? The, you okay. know? So, I have, like, a mix. Half yeah. of it was, like, I loved it and sure. loved just, like, singing super loud, but I'm also a huge extrovert. Um, and yeah. And I was extremely depressed at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh. Dragon Age was great for me because there's a lot of characters and they all talk to you. Right? I feel like I feel like Dragon Age has been or or video games largely, but but specifically Dragon Age and Mass Effect that I've been playing most recently have really been helping me in quarantine because I feel yes. like I'm hanging out with my friends. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm completely with you. So yeah. I fell in love. Uh first time I played it, um, I played I actually played uh, the protagonist of Valence, and back huh. then, he was just, like, my D&D character. Amazing. Yeah, so I played uh, I played as him, and he was... Actually, wait, no, that was the second time I played. The first time I played yeah. was me, because I didn't understand how RPGs work. Right, um, yeah. Still was a mage. I think I was an elf. Mm-hmm. Um, romanced Solus. Ooh. Which was an experience. Yep, I um, bet that was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I just like I fell into the world so much. I replayed the game several times over that break. Then I went back, played uh Origins and Two, and then Inquisition again. Nice. And I think I've played Inquisition like all the way through, like, I don't know, seven times. Sure. I really love it. <laughs> I get no, I totally get that. I totally get that. I so Interestingly enough, I had I had a somewhat similar but somewhat different experience because mm-hmm. uh, so the first the first video game I ever played was Witcher Three. Um, this was way back 
last year. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. So long ago. <laughs> so long ago. I mean, part of me does feel like it was so long ago, but also Valid. but also it feels like it was yesterday. Um, so I played Witcher 3, which I think was sort of a, it was a hard, it was a unfair transition to go from Witcher 3 to Dragon Age because like you said um yes. I mean <laughs> I mean it's better I I played it on my Xbox 1 um mm-hmm. the graphics are better but compared yeah. to Witcher like the graphics really bothered me um and it took me a little while just cuz I'm a new gamer like it took me a while to figure out like what I was supposed to be doing so I played yeah. I played like I think I did most of the stuff in the hinterlands, but then I was like, I can't, I can't do this right now. So I that is the classic Inquisition trap. I believe it. Yes, yeah. Because because like, you don't know that there's going to be a million other places you can go, and so you're like, oh, I gotta do you. all these useless quests in the hinterlands. <laughs> yes, like. If you look up, like, tips for playing Dragon Age Inquisition, the first tip is always, like, do the one quest in the hinterlands, then leave. Yeah, yeah. I, um... I didn't I didn't do that necessarily when I when I actually played it through this time, but I mm-hmm. definitely I was like because I knew that I was going to get stuck there. I was like, okay, I got to start going other places cuz you also if you're just in the hinterlands, you don't get any other companions except right. for Varric, Cassandra and Solas for like hours and there's so many yeah. good characters to get yeah, to. Yeah, you can get Blackwall, but like That's right. You who can get Blackwall. But yeah, I mean, who cares about him? Um, I have. I'm. I'm excited. I'm. I'm so excited to talk about all these people because I do have mixed yes. feelings about Blackwall. Yes, um, I can't wait. Yes. Okay. But so 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 I tried playing Inquisition. I gave up on it. And also for me, I think it actually was important that I understood the lore and the world. Yes. So mm-hmm. after I played Mass Effect most recently, I went back and I played Origins, and Origins was tough to get into for me the hardest thing about origins is just that the protagonist isn't voiced um and i know i know that's a remnant of like old rpgs but uh it it ultimately i got really into origins because it's it's a great story also and yes there's a lot that's fun in it but it was that was hard for me to to get into at first but then but then i did um and then um and and I'm excited to talk to you about this perhaps at another time, but I actually mm-hmm. really like Dragon Age 2. Um, yeah. A lot of people told me I wasn't going to, like, uh, you know, there's, everybody hates on Dragon Age 2, but. It's such a divisive game. Such a divisive game, but I really mm-hmm. liked it because it's, it's in many ways, it's like the most story driven. Like. Yes. Compared to, like, the amount of, like, you know, just going around and doing things to, like, story content is much smaller in in Dragon Age 2. And then mm-hmm. and then Inquisition feels like kind of like a blending of origins. A, a blending and an expanding of origins mm-hmm. and 2. And it's a, it's an incredible game. So I'm so glad that I that I like went back and uh did did the work, put in the work um, yeah. to get there. So you said um you said you played as as an elf mage. Um, mm-hmm. Your first time. I also played as a as a as a female elf mage. I I love playing as mages. I think it's my favorite. Yes. They're big same. Yeah. I 
I also the first time that I started when I first started, I was a rogue. I was a, a two double dagger rogue, um, which I think that that also might be part of why I I didn't wasn't super into it because um, I mm-hmm. couldn't quite get the hang of the the rogue combat tactics. Um, rogue combat is so difficult. Yeah, it's, so it's difficult. Really I like hard. being a mage and just like being really far away and being like static cage. Have yes. fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I did a little bit of both because I ended up going the night enchanter route. So, mm. so I had my spirit blade. So by the by the end, I was just like running up and spirit blade and people and <laughs> hell yeah. But I like having the option of like just staying back and chain lightning everybody um definitely <laughs> um super super fun i also my my hawk was a mage in two also oh um, sorry you had to deal with carver um ugh. i know your pain he's the worst ugh, he's the worst <laughs> i like i love the story in terms of like the narrative i really like the idea of hawk being a mage yes same but i hate that that means that you have to deal with carver because he is the worst. Literally the worst. So, literally the worst. And, like, he's supposed to be. Like, he's supposed yeah. to be the worst. It's but... <laughs> effective, but then, like, I also have to spend all that time with him? Right. That sucks. I know. I was so glad when he goes away. Oh, my God, same. In, in the second act, I was like, because I, like, kept bye. trying to be, yeah, bye. <laughs> have fun with the Templars. <laughs> I know that, I know that, um, if you bring him with you to the deep roads, he joins the Grey Warden. He does, correct. Um, which that I'd be I I'd play as a mage again as Hawk just to to see what that would end up being like. I don't know if that would be much different, but um, it's not. It's like not terribly yeah. different. Not gonna lie. Yeah. This could be because I am like a big fan of putting your characters through like insurmountable pain. Um Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the idea of a mage hawk whose brother goes mm-hmm. on to join the Templars is, like, such an excruciating thing to go through that, like... Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? I know. I kind of love it. Like, it's it's almost worth going through the first act with Carver mm-hmm. just for that. Because the, the story is so good. It's so juicy. Yeah. I also, like... At a certain point in my in my playthrough of Dragon Age Two, I was like, okay, I have to romance Fenris because he hates he hates me. Yes, and I'm gonna make him love me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like I I liked I I really like that part about Dragon Age Two that it's kind of like it's kind of like the soap opera of yes. the of the games. The drama the drama is is readily accessible there. Yes, and I love that like. I love that in two, it has this whole framing device of it being mm-hmm. the story that Varric is telling. Right. And Varric writes Which is brilliant. like paperbacks. You know, like he writes yeah. like shitty, trashy novels um, and delights in that. And I love yes. that in two, you get that framing. So you get this soap opera version. And then in Inquisition, you get to like interact with him as a real person outside of the narrative that he spins. And you get to see yes. his own flaws and like his own shit. Oh, so good. So good. It's. <laughs> It's so good. I love I love Varric. He is Yes. Maybe maybe my favorite character like overall. I don't know. It's hard for Dorian not to be 
my favorite oh, character. I have a lot to say about Dorian. We will get there. Yeah, we're um, we're we're gonna we're getting there. I I I just wanted to say real quick. Speaking of Varric's yes. trashy novels, that m- yes. one of my favorite things in the whole game of Inquisition is Cassandra. Cassandra, loving yeah, it's his his trashy romance novels. It's it's so. Good. It's so good. It's I so could talk good. forever about how good Inquisition is at writing small, intimate moments. Like, yes. it kind of has the feel of like, and this is going to sound like a wild comparison for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. but it kind of feels like Alien. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. We have like this whole huge party of totally disparate people who all work together and all come together cohesively in a totally chill normal way it's not like we don't just get the whole party being like ah the templars we get them like playing cards and shit i love that i love it yeah no it's so it it it, it's really well done and i think that's something bioware does really well yes um, is like creating the nuance and in the relationships between characters Mm -hmm. um it's it's one of my favorite things about about these games but yes, the the details in in the relationships, like like for example, um, since we brought up Blackwall, Blackwall's mm. not like a very interesting character. Well, he, in theory, he's very interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> that precisely, yeah, right. <laughs> like in theory, he's got he's got a very interesting story, but. They really John Snowed. They yeah. really John Snowed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Um, but one of the details that I really liked about him is that, like, when you talk to him about some of the other uh, companions, he's like, he really likes Sarah. And I'm like, yes, and I, I love that. I love that. And like, and like, that's a detail that so enriches the whole the whole experience, you know. And Sarah does the same. Like if you talk to her, yeah. she has a lot of respect for Cullen, which I yeah. think like one shows a lot about how adept she is tactically, which I think is something that right. is really underrated about her. Yeah. And two, it plays into a lot of her weird like uh internalized racism right. and yes. like religious trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, she she is one of the m- most interesting characters, um, I think. And she she wasn't my favorite to start out with because mm-hmm. partially because of like the the ac- the affectation of her speech got like it's it, a lot. It, it graded on me a, a little mm-hmm. bit and I feel like it's more extra at the beginning of the game as well. Yes. Maybe I'm making that up. But as you talk to her and and when and when you get the moment like on the roof with her. Yeah, um, with the cookies. Yeah, it's so Ugh. sweet and it just like really brings a whole new dimension to her character and and so she ended up being even though I didn't take her on a lot of um I didn't take her out questing um very mm-hmm. very often. I mean, I mean I took her but not as much as Varric. Um yeah. Just because Varric's dialogue is so good, and so I don't want to miss his dialogue. Yeah. Um, but but she became like one of my favorite characters for sure in terms of how how she's written and developed. Um, I could talk more about Sarah, but we <laughs> I'm I am sure we're gonna get to like a beat by beat for characters. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I definitely. I yes. I definitely want to do that because I also um, I have. 
I have uh, attempted wine pairings for most of them. So, oh my god, I'm so excited. I know, I know. I, I feel really good about some of them, and some of them I'm like, oh, this isn't quite right. But so we'll we'll talk it through, <laughs> and you'll you'll tell me if you think it sounds good. Um, Absolutely. One thing that, um, speaking of wine, because I did, um, I did <laughs> look this up. I was going to try to find like equivalents for all the all the bottles of Thedas. I didn't all of them? I didn't do it. I did I couldn't I Good. couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. No, I couldn't do it. But I did <laughs> also uh, like I I was frustrated cuz I think I ended up getting like 25 bottles of Thedas or something. Mhm. Which that's a was, lot. Is a lot. That's but, a lot. But you know I wasn't paying attention to, like, where I found them. So at a certain mm. point, I was like, Shh, is it worth it to, like, go run around and try to find the last bottles? No. No. No, it's no, not. No, it is not. <laughs> it is absolutely not. Absolutely Being a completionist not. in this game uh, yeah. is not, there is no reward. Yeah. Like, no, that's, I discovered that. I discovered that yeah. because I do, I, I, I generally am a completionist or I try mm. to be, but this is a good game to play to be like, nope, let go of that. Like, yes. Yes, it absolutely <laughs> The goddamn is. shards. Ugh. Finding all the shards. I, I. Nightmare. Yeah. I, I remember trying, trying to jump up and, and get some of them and like so many times. And then I was like, why am I doing this? Why yeah. Doing no, no, this? no. It's not worth it. The, it's not worth the it. The only thing that I think might be worth it mm-hmm. is there is one quest that is extremely stupid uh-huh. and extremely intensive, but it does reward you with a flower crown. Um, Ooh, and that is very good. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't get that. I want to do that. <laughs> it's a weird, tiny little Easter egg that you have to stumble upon. Got it. Largely because this game was like big in the time of Tumblr putting flower crowns on everybody. Oh, got um, it. And they sure did. They sure did put a really awful quest in to do that. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> but just uh, going back to quickly to the bottles of Thedas. Um, also, it mm-hmm. took me. I didn't realize there was a wine cellar in the castle for a really long time. So it, same. It took me a really long time to to find it, and then and then I found it, and I was like, well, this is kind of. I mean. It's kind of lame, like it's just all the bottles on the yeah. wall, but but I'm glad I found it. Um, I looked up these bottles of Thetas that you can find, and mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to shout out to my favorite yes. of them, yes. which is uh, Carnal 869 Blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, Bioware. Okay, Bioware. Um, and so this made me think of, (laughs) this made me think of one of my favorite, um, accidentally dirty wines that is, is, it's a really great wine, but so, um, Richard Betts, who is, he is, as far as I know, the only ex-master sommelier. He recently quit the court of master sommeliers. Wow. That's a whole story. Spoiler alert, it involves, you know, lots of internalized racism and sexism in the in the, within the organization of the Court of Master Sommeliers. And um, and Richard Betts is an awesome, awesome person. I've met him many times um, and he wasn't down with it. And so he he left and it was a big Hell deal. Yeah. Yeah. But he's awesome. And he also makes wine and he makes this one wine uh, called Suzette, 
which is an Australian Grenache. And so the the story behind it is, so Sucette in French, as far as I know, like literally means lollipop. <laughs> and so they thought that they were like calling their wine like a lollipop uh-huh. wine. Um, but colloquially, it means blowjob. Yeah. And so yeah, they just... <laughs> So they created this, like, really good wine. Like, it's a really very good, very tasty wine. But it just says Suzette on it. (laughs) So it's the blowjob wine. Um, So I feel like that's, like, the Carnal 869 blessed. (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. So that's that's my little dirty dirty wine uh, <laughs> anecdote there. So yeah, I did not I did not go through all of the bottles of Thetas to find. Though I do like Antivan Sip Sip. That one sounds yes, also very good. <laughs> yeah, I, Antivan Sip Sip got, gotta have it. That makes me think of um, I was bummed that Zevron doesn't actually show up in the game because like I know. I know you get like little quests with him at the war table. It is so, not the same. Yeah, I miss him because I was because he you get his cameo in two, and I was yes, like, um, where he maybe... looks completely different. I know it's so weird. It's, <laughs> it's so weird. So also, weird. also my hawk. Even though I just used like the default hawk in yeah. two, hawk looks totally different. Completely, in... the Dragon Age keep like. T- takeover of the hawk looks like garbage it's not yeah yeah i um i feel like i may have seen you you or somebody else say this but i really hope that when when they've done the mass effect uh remaster Mm. that they do a remaster of dragon age too um please for the love of god please i would i would i would be very very pleased with that yeah yes okay so let's go through here because i have i have questions for you and um, okay. I'm sure you have questions for me oh I do about, <laughs> about my so feel free to chime in at any point with any questions um, but so do you do you normally play as a mage or have you mixed it up yeah so I I have played both Inquisition and like the series as, whole, as mm-hmm. a whole as several different classes and races mm-hmm. uh-huh um I really in Inquisition specifically, I really like seeing the other dialogue options for other classes and races. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's a like really brilliant thing to bring into the world that like of course how you're brought up and the person you are changes what your dialogue should be. Of course. Um, which also again felt very um, throwback to things like Fallout New Vegas, which I really appreciated. Sure. Um, but I almost always play as a mage. It is definitely mm-hmm. my favorite. Yeah. And. I have, this is maybe another question, um, but I have yes. only sided with the Templars once and I did not finish the game. I couldn't do it. I yeah. just couldn't do it. That was going to be, that was going to be my next question. Um, at one point, I, I mean, it just doesn't feel right. Like I, and I, no. I remember I posted on Facebook at one point, I was like, why would anybody side with the Templars? Like truly. And the yes. only people who gave me like responses that I that I liked were people who were like I'm purposefully like trying to play an evil character and I was like okay that makes sense if you're if you're purposefully trying to be (laughs) an evil person (laughs) I remember that Facebook post and looking at some of the comments, I felt that John Mulaney gif of like, now we don't have time to yeah, unpack all yeah. of that. 
Uh, that is exactly how I felt. One of my one of my friends. Um, he's he's actually one of my husband's friends. Um, he he did give like a a, a detailed response and said Good. stuff uh, and said stuff like you know well the mages were responsible for everything bad and like they are dangerous so we should lock them up and it's justified and I was like do you really think that like yeah. <laughs> like internally screams in a cab yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yep 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 pretty much pretty much so so that one that one I was like ah, uh, yeah very much we don't have time to unpack all of that um but uh but most people who said that they have sided with the Templars were just like yeah I mean I know it's it's evil so um mm-hmm. or maybe not evil necessarily but but it's like I just I just don't understand how you can be like well they lock people up and you know yeah. try to control their lives but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get like wanting to play and see that opposite perspective. It just makes yeah. me feel icky. Like I can't everyone's mad at you. Yeah. And like you're doing these awful things. And like granted, I will say from what I played off the Templar run, mm-hmm. um the Templars are going through it. They're not having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like a lot. Like, and most of them are like, hey, we know that Templar ring is bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's still, it's just rough. Yeah, it is. It, it feels super rough. Um, the one, one of my friends, <laughs> um, one of my friends had some good reasons. She, her reasons were, um, she said that she felt like she liked most of the Templars that you meet before yes. you have to make the decision. She liked them better than the mages that you meet. And I was like, yes, I was like, okay, that's a valid reason. And then she was like, and also I wanted to bang Cullen. And I was like, all right, <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, which spoiler alert. I, I did romance Cullen in my, <gasps> um, because I, I had really, conflicted feelings about it because I know that Greg Ellis is such a piece of shit in real life. Garbage person. Garbage person. terrible person. Yeah. And I, and like part of me, and like, even though I know, I'm like, it does not affect him whether or not I romance the character that he voiced. Right. Um, But there was something about it that just felt wrong. But I had been told that it was a really good romance. And, um, and so, and I have to say. It's one of my favorites. It's, it's really good. It's really good. It's really um, good. <laughs> it's, it's, um, and the real payoff for me was in, uh, the Trespasser DLC in the, the, yes. the ending with him is so yeah. cute. He got a I, doggo. It's so good. It's so I, good. So I, um, have done an analysis of the series like mm. in my brain and in a few like very old tumblr posts sure uh discussing that the protagonist of the first three games is not your player character but actually call it um mm. and that it is his character arc that you're following i mean it kind uh, of is right yeah and, like, there's a there's a lot to be said call it is not Perfect. No. Nope. Uh, he is a very problematic character, but I find his romance extremely rewarding. And even if you don't romance him, yeah. especially if you play as a mage inquisitor, yeah. I find his story very moving and I really like it. I know I'm I, a sap, but I really I do like too. It. I, I do too. No, I'm I'm a sap too. And it's not like 
I I don't normally in in games like these I don't I don't necessarily normally romance like kind of the what like the straight white guy um, right. is what <laughs> lawful good paladin straight white man yes. exactly exactly <laughs> that's not my type normally but I think his character is done so well particularly in Inquisition um, yes. that it's hard not to be compelled by his story and I just. I love a softie who's a mess yeah. of trauma. Yeah, who I just doesn't? love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Cullen. And then, and then it's a nice, you know, it's a nice arc for him too. That to find some mm-hmm. happiness and uh, and get past and recover and heal from some of that trauma. Because I mean, yeah, you yes. only see him very briefly in Origins, but. Um, as I recall, in Origins, it's during the Mage Tower. Did you play Origins as a mage? I, I did not. Got it. Okay, so yeah. if you play as a mage, mm-hmm. because the Origins, the first like chunk of the game, is wildly different based on all of the configurations. Which That's what I have I heard. Yeah, I love it so much. Yeah. I wish more games would do this. Yeah. And if you play as a mage, mm-hmm. you talk to him a lot. And the first oh, conversations you get with him are him, and he is like 17 at the time. He right. is a new recruit from Podunk Nowhere Ferelden. Mm-hmm. And he has been he has been like, you know, enlisted. Basically, he's been enlisted as like a 16, 17-year-old in the army. And mm-hmm. he is there in the Mage's Tower and you walk up to him and you're like, hey, Colin, sup? And he is like, I have a lot of existential dread about what I'm doing and, and being here. I have a lot of questions about the tranquil and I think that it's messed up. And when is something a person, not a person? What do we say about people who uh, have contacted demons? What does that say about us? And you're like, whoa. Whoa. Whoa, whoa dude. And Slow down like, there, kid. Sorry, I just have a lot of existential dread. Anyway, I love you. Bye. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> like, there's so much shit happening here. Yeah. Uh, it's great. I love it. Yeah, that's so good. Um, and then, and then, his his part in two is is very fun too because you can you yeah. can watch him because like ch- having to question his morals and his values and everything that he's been taught, um, his whole life. And then yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really well done, and I I buy that it, because because you don't have the through line of a protagonist. Right. between these games so he is kind of like one of the only people who's a, a at, at least a significant part of each game um i would yeah. say yeah because liliana is not really in in two she shows up right at the very end but yeah but she's not and Alistair has yeah, some big moments. He does. Um, and I am in love with him. I mean, me so. too. <laughs> how can you not be? Literally, how can you not be? Like, I romanced impossible. him in, in Origins as well. How can you not? He's Which is, perfect. He's like, he's so adorable and hilarious. Yes. I just love him. But like, he doesn't have quite, he has a huge beautiful arc in origins yes gorgeous Mm -hmm. but then by the time he is in inquisition he's either a great warden or the king and he's just like fucking over it right uh yeah he's (laughs) um but yes so so that leads me to another question which Mm -hmm, i think mm -hmm. is the kind of the the most heartbreaking moment for me of the whole the whole game is in the fade when oh 
when you have to choose between and I know it's different depending on uh like you always have to choose between Hawk and somebody else. Mm-hmm. And for me it was Hawk and Alistair. Oh my god. Which oh. is <laughs> which is I like I had to I had to like get up, go do something, like let it let the screen just sit as I was like uh-huh. but but at this point because ugh, I had worked so hard in Origins to make sure that A I could because con- I played as an elf, as a an elf warrior in Origins, and so a I made sure that I could continue my romance with him. Yes. So I did yes. not make him king because I I I know you can make him king and like still have a fling with him if he's yes. if he's hardened, but I didn't harden yes. him. So I was like, okay, Good. so you're not going to be king, <laughs> and um. But I'm also gonna make you sleep with Morrigan <laughs> yeah. and have a and have a demon baby, uh, so that neither of us die. Mm-hmm. So I had worked so, so hard. It goes. Yeah, so <laughs> like you do, <laughs> as you do for some, for people that you love. Um, mm-hmm. So I uh, I had worked so hard to do that, but but by the time it came to this choice, I had I had I had been I'd become so invested in Hawk. And mm-hmm. I love my hawk and her story. So mm-hmm. I left Alistair. <gasps> and all I can hope is that we go back and get him back. We'll see. We'll see. I was so... so when when you go back to the fade later in the game um, uh-huh. with Morrigan... I was, uh-huh. I was like, wait, can we just like, can we just like look around for a little bit while we're here? Can we just like take five minutes, yeah. Morgan? Like, I know that your kid is here and it's like a bad time. Yeah. But like, if we could just search for a sec. Yeah. Um, the love of my life is here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I felt really conflicted about it. And my one criticism of that moment is that it doesn't really come back. At least not in Inquisition. Like Yeah, not yet. Not yet. I imagine it will in in uh in the next game. Which I don't I'm, know if I trust them enough for that. Uh, I but I'm hoping. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's gonna be ramifications at least, yes. if not if not yes. like the character coming back. Um but I was like I was sort of mad because I saved Hawk and then she just disappeared. And I was I was like, well, Damn it. I guess that's that. <laughs> guess that's that. Yeah, I, so I always King Alistair. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to do that next time. <laughs> because I don't, yeah. don't want to. Highly recommend because yeah. I could not sit through that agony. Uh-uh. Um, it was really, it was so hard. Yeah. So I just let that mustache dude who doesn't matter at all. I just Is that like him. Stroud or something? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like he showed. Yeah. I, I, cause I. What a I, weird choice in writing to have it be yeah. Alistair or literally this dude you met five minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, gosh, what a hard decision. Yeah. Oh, what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I got the version that's literally the hardest decision in, yep. in the game. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I, and I still have mixed feelings about it, but when I play again, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to King Alistair so that I don't have yep. to make that decision again. <laughs> yeah. I, so my take on, uh, what to do with Alistair mm-hmm. is like fairly controversial uh-huh. uh, because I look at it 
in a what is best for Ferelden way. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely think that Ferelden being ruled by both Alistair and Enora is the correct choice for Ferelden. Yeah. And I can just, like, I'm already polyam. Like, I can just be on the side. It's fine. Right, shit. right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. I wish that there were, this is, <laughs> I, this is a separate conversation that I had with uh, with a friend. It was more about Mass Effect, but I think it also applies to Dragon Age. Um, and part of what I like about Dragon Age 2 is it's kind of the closest you can be to Polly in, yes. in the games. I love it! I know, me too. And and I, I think that that's how... Like, maybe you can't do that with, like, every single character. Right. But, but like... You're the freaking hero of the world. Yeah, like, do what you want. Um. <laughs> the closest you can get in Inquisition is you can absolutely ride the bull before romancing anybody else. Oh, does not nice. Oh, Which I'm rules. Do that. do that next time. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, which that actually, so next time I intend to play Inquisition as a man because... Mm-hmm. For the sole reason that Dorian. I I need Dorian. Yeah. <laughs> Highly recommended. It is a lovely, lovely romance plot. I love Dorian. I love his story. I love how it's written. I also, mm-hmm. in my playthrough, managed to get him and Bull together. And yes. That is the cutest thing in the it's world. It's really cute. It's and I like so that it's like not that serious either, that they're just like yeah. having fun. Yeah. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And I think that should happen more <laughs> with other yeah. characters, too. Um, it happens in two with uh, Fenris and Isabella. If you don't that, I've heard that. I've heard that yeah. that happens. And which... it also happens in Inquisition with Blackwall and Josie, which I is know. bullshit. I know. But it sort of happens. But then but then it just kind of fizzles out. Oh, and... right. Yeah, or sometimes I'm like, girl, you are beautiful. Yeah. Like, yeah. you are perfection. You don't need to speak to him. He's covered in mud. What are you doing? <laughs> oh my God, yes. Um, I also love, um, I totally missed this, but it's it's a it's just like a line in the epilogue um mm. that Sarah and Dagna get together. I don't get out of town. Yeah, I I think this is like a hidden Easter egg that not everybody gets. But my heart, right? I did not know this, and I love this so much. So I so I was so confused because after you do Trespasser, there's like the epilogue that tells you how everybody's doing and like what they're doing. Um, and for Sarah, it there it gives you all the updates on what she's doing, and then it's like, but she still sees her widow, and because I guess she calls her widow, and yeah, she does. Oh my and but so 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 I had to look it up because I was like, did I miss this? Um, and uh, and and I wasn't sure if it was Dagna or Scout Harding. Yeah, because it's not like it's like all in silhouette. Like it doesn't give you like right. Um, you know, it's a, the artwork is really is really great. But that's yeah. that's maybe my favorite ship of the whole Hell yeah game. You feisty little lesbians. I, I love know. This. I love Dagna oh. so much. When she showed up, yes. When she showed up in in at uh, Skyhold, I was so happy. I was like, I was so proud of her. <laughs> that was so. That was my first time seeing her because that was the first time I played right, the game. Right, right. And when I met her, I was like, what the fuck? That's yeah. me. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's literally just me. I'm very tiny. Yeah. Uh, and I do talk like that. What is happening? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How dare you just copy my <laughs> life and put it in there? Um, 
Amazing. Okay, so I want to talk about some of the wine pairings for some of these characters. Yes. Um, and I might as well start with Dorian um, because yes. he's he's my favorite. And um, it's it's kind of a joke to me, at least. I'm not sure if anybody else thinks it's funny. But I, I've started realizing that when I do these pairings for, for things like games or movies or whatever and I like pair with a bunch of different characters I always give my favorite character Sangiovese because which is the the best wine it's the best wine and it's the best wine (laughs) it is the best wine it's my favorite I can't help it but it's so good it's so good but so I decided to get so that was my first instinct with Dorian because like it's it's good for him because he's spicy and and sassy but so I decided to get a little more creative um because so I sort of I don't I don't think it's this clear cut and I know we haven't been to Tevinter yet but I um I sort of think of Tevinter kind of like Greece um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it feels Same. it feels very like I think because Minrathus like sounds like yeah. a Greek name to me um and so I was like ooh let's give him a Greek wine since he's from the Tevinter Imperium. And there Love is it. there is a red grape from from Greece called Zinomavro that Ooh. is very similar to Sangiovese. Um <laughs> so that's that's what I'm giving Dorian. He's a Zinomavro. I also feel like Incredible. I feel like he'd 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 like drinking that. I feel like and, he'd like saying it too. Yeah, he would he would say it excellently. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, He's he's so fun and and his his uh, loyalty quest like made me cry a hundred percent. Oh yeah, um, yes. Oh, this was something you were talking about before that I wanted to bring up. Um, yeah. Which, that I thought was really interesting because you said you're not normally drawn to like high fantasy. Yeah. Um. I I very much am. Mm-hmm. I've I've always been been into sci-fi as well, but I'm much more of a fantasy nerd. Like mm-hmm. I I was raised on Lord of the Rings and and all that. But one thing I was thinking about because I just played Mass Effect and then Dragon Age that I think is really interesting is that when I think about when I think about like the general politics of like sci-fi versus fantasy, mm-hmm. sci-fi seems is generally much more progressive. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and fantasy is much more conservative and, like, repressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel the opposite for for Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Um, like, I, yeah. I love Mass Effect, but there's a lot of, like, weird, weird kind of conservative things in it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in relation to, like, gender politics and and sexuality and stuff like that Mm. dragon age feels much more progressive like right from the get-go and that was something that i was thinking about and wanted and wanted to mention when you said that because i was like i kind of had the opposite experience with this yeah there is a lot and i i want to say for the record i don't think that dragon age always it doesn't nail it It doesn't nail it every time. It doesn't nail it. (laughs) Uh, Everything about the Dalish, I think, is very Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they really try, and I know what they're going for, but damn, they don't stick that landing. Yep. Um, Very true. I do want to, yeah, I do want to reiterate that that, they don't nail it every time. (laughs) But when it comes to Dorian. Yeah. So Dorian is one of the reasons that I don't, 
it really highlights why fandom is not a great space for me. I don't mm. think that I align with a lot of the way that uh, fandom typically uh, looks at media. So Interesting. I love Dorian, and I think that he is an incredible character, and I think he's kind of a bad person. Oh, he definitely uh, is. <laughs> thank you! Okay, so... Yeah, he's, he's like, cool with slavery. <laughs> very, like, aggressively, and he gets mad at you when you call him out on it. Yeah. Even if you're playing an elf and you're like, that's my yeah. people. Yeah. What? And the fandom really gives him a pass on this because he's gay. Yeah. And, like, that is not how intersectionality works. That is intersectionality 101. No, no, like, no, we don't no. get a pass. We don't Mm-mm. get a pass. White queers need to do better. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But with that being said, I think he's a great character because he is dead set in how he thinks. And he has these rationales because it's what he grew up with. Yeah. And then you see him have these crises of identity in a way that actually parallels Cullen a lot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but it but it does. And that is another another one of those moments that's like a quiet, intimate moment is that I don't know. Okay, so this is either part of the Dorian or Cullen romance. I believe okay. it's the Cullen romance. Okay. Where it's them playing chess together. Yes. And yes. they're buddies. Yeah. And like I feel like that makes so much sense because they are from completely opposite sides of the political spectrum mm-hmm. in how they've been brought up. And they are both at that moment, like, going through the same things. And that's never made explicit. It's only there if you, like, really sit down and dissect their character arcs. And I think yeah. that that's so brilliant. And it's this lovely, sweet little moment. And then you can, like, beat Cullen's ass in chess and Yeah, yeah it's super fun. <laughs> I let him win. Cause oh, that's very sweet of you. I no, did not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, no. I think you're. I think you're totally right. And this brings me to another character that I wanted to talk about, who I think is a, a very interesting character, and that's Ooh. Vivian. Um, I and because there's a lot going on there, and this is yes. this is another example, I think, of. Not exactly like Dorian, but because she's black and she's the first, I think she's the first black companion that you can have. Oh my God, she is. I think she what is. The fuck? Right? There's, oh, there's other, like, there's other black characters throughout the game, yeah. but not, but not a companion. And what's very interesting to me about that is, first of all, she's one of the only, I guess, besides Varric and Cole. But Cole's a child, a spirit child. Um, but she's the only one that you can't romance besides yeah. Varric and Cole. She's mm-hmm. the most conservative by far. Um, by far. And um, I don't know. And, like, I feel like the game is set up for you not to like her. Um, yes. And so I have very – and I think, you know – after doing her loyalty quest, she becomes more interesting, kind of nuanced character. But, but like Kinda. Blackwall, but like Blackwall, like it's never really, it's never really brought to any fruition. I feel like, so yeah. I was disappointed in the handling of Vivian as a character. Also, sidebar, like hire a black voice actor to voice her. I love Indira Varma. <sighs> But was she not? Mm-mm. She was. Oh she God. was voiced. She was voiced by Indira Varma, who is is not white. At least she is. She is uh, a woman of color. That's but something. um, but it's something. It's something. But um, like just 
hire hire a black voice actor. Come on, people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when it comes to when it comes to Vivian, um, she is a great example of this. <sighs> Bioware tries to be subversive in the weirdest ways. Yeah. So we can also see this in writing Cassandra as mm-hmm. like straight, which yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. And come the on. reason they say that the reason they made her straight and not even bisexual is because they didn't want to play to a stereotype. And I understand that hmm. to some degree, but it, that sort of yeah that suggests that markers of queer identity are only placed there by our oppressors and not like by ourselves. Right. Like sometimes you have the bisexual bob because you want to be clocked as bi by another bisexual. Right. Right. Come yeah. On. Like sometimes we do this on purpose. And with uh with Vivian and yeah, but uh, the main Templar that you meet in the Templar uh run. Yeah. Um, both of them are like two of the only at God and either even uh Mother Giselle. All of them are black characters. Yeah. Who are extremely politically conservative. Yeah. And I feel like it's done to be like, oh, well, you know, we don't want to have it so that the only, like, political leftists are black people. But, like, first off, uh, one, why? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. First off, then, why? <laughs> second off, it comes across as, like, some really shady writing. Yeah. Some, it like, borderline anti-black writing. It, um, it, it bothered me. It, yeah, it really did. It, it's upsetting. Yeah. And... Vivian had such potential to be such a fascinating character yeah. and they really did her dirty. And so not only, not only does that mean like, uh, you know, a character who's a black woman is given a like piss poor uh, quest and politics, but it also means that racist fans have a reason to justify hating Vivian. Yeah. The same, the same can be said for Sarah. A lot of the fan base hates yeah. Sarah. Um, and she is mm-hmm. notably one of the only lesbians, if not, right. I think she is the only lesbian. Um, and a lot of I people so. could, like, write off their hatred for her their, by saying, like, oh, well, she's homophobia. Annoying. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think it's, like, perhaps more glaring with Vivian and the other black characters because it's, like, such a, such a fucking pattern there. Yeah. It's really, it's <sighs> really weird. It's a really weird pattern that I that I did notice um Mm -hmm. and also and also um Dorian's father when you meet him because his father is a man of color I'm not sure um I'm not sure if he's black specifically but Mm -hmm. um but he's also you know one of the more conservative characters Mm -hmm. that you meet and um yep like I noticed the pattern I was like what the fuck is going on (laughs) yeah like did did nobody (laughs) Did, Did nobody, nobody catch this? Nobody caught this? Everyone was okay with this? Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe hire more black people yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. What is going on? Oh. Um, so hopefully that's something that they can improve upon and will improve upon in the next game. Here's hoping. I hope so. Um, but so I wanted to I wanted to give Vivian a wine because I think she deserves yes. better. Um, yes. And I, I, for some reason, what felt good to me for her was um, a French Syrah. Um, She's definitely, she's definitely French, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Supremely. (laughs) Supremely French. Um, And, and French Syrah uh, 
it's it's not necessarily always my favorite personally, be, just because a lot of it has like a very savory black olive kind of note to it, mm-hmm. which is not my favorite. I'm not a fan of black olives, but they're some of the like best, most interesting wines, and they're like really deep and spicy and um and like really really interesting. So I thought that was a good one for her. Um, Love it because you know I mean. She wasn't, I mean, she wasn't my favorite, but she was also, like, written to, I think, not be people's favorite. <laughs> yep. yep. And yep. Uh, that sucks. That super mm-hmm. sucks. But yeah, so so that was, um, that was Vivian. And since we're, since we're just going through the mages and you mentioned, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned that you romance Solus in your mm-hmm. first. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> Um, you know, great. We wound up eloping. Yeah. It was totally fine and normal. And he was just a normal, regular dude. And nothing yeah. else happened. Yeah, that uh, sounds right. <laughs> I I was super bummed because I got sort of spoiled on mm. the Solas thing. Um, not totally. It was my own fault. I think because I was like, I was looking something up, like how to do a quest or something. And right. something came up about Solas. Dreadwolf, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What's going? What? Well, I don't know what that means." But so I kind scoozy what? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but I knew that there was going to be a twist with him at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I now, I now have super come around on him. What? For the first part of the game, I was like, I don't find you interesting at all. Fascinating. And, he is yeah. like, just deeply pretentious. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, you're 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 pretentious and judgmental and mm-hmm. I I don't like spending time with you. Um <laughs> Again, again, once you do his loyalty quest, he kind of comes around and um and and became became more interesting to me yeah and but but for me i i felt like he was mostly there to be like the lore guy you know (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny which when you play if you play inquisition on its own yes he is he definitely feels like the lore guy but after you go back and play the other games he is like both that and the opposite of that. He is the mm. lore disruptor. He is yeah. coming in and saying like, oh no, all that shit? No, that's bullshit. That was completely made up. Um, right. Which I love. I love. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to go back and replay the game knowing what I know about <gasps> yeah. Solas because, yeah. because, I mean, it obviously makes him much more interesting. <laughs> oh my god! And now you have all of the history on Flemeth and everything too. Yeah. Oh, you gotta yeah. play it again. It's oh, like a completely okay. different experience. Okay. So, so tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell me that Flemeth isn't dead. <laughs> there is no way. Okay. So I. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. Okay. So my crackpot theory. Yeah. Yeah. I am all team Flemeth, Mythal, and Andraste are the same person. Mm, mm. Yep. I love and that. I am also team. Solus, Fenharel, and Shartan are the same person. Ooh, ooh, yeah. So I think that these two have just been like looping through history together, like changing what political side they are on, changing their relationship with each other. uh, And I don't think it's going to happen, but like I like it in my head. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Okay, I 
I really like that. I really like that. Well, <laughs> and my 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 theory was that he like took whatever um, you know, like force she had spirit she had absorbed and like mm-hmm. he he took that whether that's his own spirit or right something else um he took that from her but she's not she's not dead she's not gone hey, yeah there's no way they couldn't they couldn't do that there's no us. way they wouldn't do that right i don't think so i don't I think, think so either i think that they could but i think it would be a deeply uninteresting choice that i'll be very mad at them about yeah i think that would be <laughs> Yeah, that would be like being mean to the fans, like the opposite of fan service, but for yes. no reason. Yes. Um, I hope we get. I hope we get Flemeth again. Yeah. Um, and it's such a. I mean, it's such a long, like, story with her too. Yeah. That that if that's the end of it, then that's really disappointing. Really disappointing. Really disappointing. <laughs> um. Ooh, okay, so this is sort of sort of related. So so the other the other big choices that you have to make, um, mm. that I'm curious what you usually make or have made. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the ritual at the well and mm. who you choose for divine. So I'm curious um what your what your tendencies or what your thoughts are on those. I chose I chose Morrigan to drink from the well or absorb absorb the well. And mm-hmm. I chose Leliana for a divine. Oh, yeah. Leler's divine yeah. always. You got it, right? Like, yeah. I make, like, a very pointed effort to make Leliana uh, softened and then mm-hmm. to have her as divine so that she can be like, fuck the tower. <laughs> yeah. I didn't soften her mm. because I didn't realize I didn't realize that I had to until it was too right. late. Um, not that you have to, but I I didn't realize that that was a thing until like that it would change an outcome. Yeah. yeah. Um. Until it was too late. So she was she was still hardened, but um, I'm still good with having her yeah. as got got to go with the progressive candidate. You know. Yeah. Um, she's certainly <laughs> the, the choice that I'm politically aligned with the most. Right. Exactly. For the well, it really depends on the character that I'm playing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that first go when I played myself and I also didn't know Morgan, I was like, uh, girl, no. (laughs) What's gonna happen? You are all kinds of spooky and I'm very into it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't trust this. Um. Absolutely. When I played Liam, uh, the protagonist of Valence, uh, uh, he has quite the thirst for knowledge. um, Uh And so he took it. I think Makes if sense. I ever played as, like, myself again or, like, a character more aligned with my own uh, processes, yeah. I would probably let Morgan do it just because I'd be like, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want that, <laughs> that was That was, that was how it. I felt. I was like, I was like, I've already got this hand thing going on. Yeah, I I've think. got, like, my own but, shit. Yeah, I've and got my like, own And there's, like, no issues. therapists Yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> like, Morgan, this seems like something that you really want, that you really care uh-huh. about. You take Go it. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, yeah, Claudia Black is Morrigan. It's yeah. just like Oof. voice acting goals. She is so incredible. Good. She's so, so great. Good. I love her. Yeah, that's 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 really interesting, and I I do feel like that's one that I would change what I would what I would decide to do depending on what kind of character I was playing. Um, mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Um, I guess the 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 only other like really big choice in the game. 
I have a feeling I know what you you choose, but um, whether or not to save the Chargers. Um, oh God, my babies! How could you not? Right? Like, so I played alongside my husband, who was also playing. Um, uh-huh. like, take turns. Sure. And he did not know when he let the Chargers die, and I was <gasps> like, I don't think I've ever felt closer to breaking up with you. Yeah. <laughs> No, I love the Chargers so much. Like, oh my god, not? they're so great. They're so great, and and Krem is one of my favorite characters too. Yes, they're just like, or he's re- like, I was really nervous because yes. sometimes when you talk to Krem or talk to Iron Bull about Krem, you're uh-huh. like, you're like, so why did she choose to? Yes. And I'm like, oh no, why did I say that? But yeah, the game I think, really tries to force you into some transphobia. Yes, but I think it then does a good job of Iron Bull then being like, nope. Like, and Krem being yes. like, nope, that's not how it yeah. is. And so I Thank did God. I did appreciate that. I appreciate that uh, Iron Bull ain't no turf. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And worth noting, like, this is another situation where, like, the voice actor is incredible. I, I don't remember yeah. her name, but I know that she is the shepherd. And she's also uh, Rosalind Lutess from Bioshock Infinite. Jennifer Hale. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. She's amazing. She, oh, she's but, like, probably, legendary. Probably hire a trans man, you know? Oh, she voices Krem? She does. Oh, that's a I know. Bummer. I know. I know. Bummer. Yeah. Bummer, dude. Bummer, but dude. I do love her. I love her so much, but I wish Phenomenal that- voice actor. Wish they hadn't choice. made that choice. Yep. Ugh. Again, hire black actors to voice black mm-hmm. people. Hire trans actors to voice trans people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is it is not and difficult. <laughs> I do think, in fairness, those are not mistakes Bioware will be making for Dragon Age 4. I think, I think that so we've too. come a really long way when it comes to specifically voice acting. Yes. Um, you know, in the time since we've had huge reckonings in in voice acting, specifically from things like the problem with Apu, and we've seen, yep. you know, these ramifications come out. We've had several white voice actors in 2019 and 2020 step down from roles. Yep. Thank God. Absolutely. Um, so it was a reckoning that needed to happen. It is still unfortunate that Bioware did this, but it is a mistake I don't see them making again. I think so. I think Hopefully. I... I think so. I think they're they're in the process of learning. Um, yes, their intentions are good. Um, yes, and I think and I think you're right with everything that's happened in the past few years in the world of voice acting that they will they will do better. I mean, they better. All people people are going to raise hell. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Ugh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I didn't realize that was Jennifer Hale. That's such a bummer. Um. Sorry. I, I do think that for the most part, in terms of the writing, they handle yes. creme very well. And, and agreed. And uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, not respectfully. That's not the right word. Yeah, I think respectfully does work. And yeah, it, it feels like as a as a not cis person, though yeah. I am not a trans man. I'm non-binary. Right. Um, I did feel more represented by the discussion of like, trans identity in that game than I have about, like, most other depictions of trans people ever in the world ever. Granted, that's not a high bar, but I think they did. Yeah. Especially for the time, I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I think that's that's an appropriate amount of praise. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Ooh, okay. This is a question that I had 
because this happened in my playthrough and I don't know uh, if it happens in everybody's. Mm. But so um, it's it's a small thing. But so Fiona, who's the, the head of the mages. Yes. And who I learned through spoilers on the internet. Oh, you know the spicy lore. Yeah, is Alistair's mom. Yes, she is. He is half elf. He is half elf. I love it. As if I couldn't love him more. I know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Quick sidebar, the other character, the other like incidental character who I like have a huge crush on and really hope comes back is um, Michelle. Uh, Michelle de Chavant, who's like the French, the half-elf French knight that you meet, who's who's been not French, but you know, you know what I mean, or Legion, yes. Um, but he Fantasy he's been French. disgraced, disgraced yes. by the crown and kicked out. I I really want him to come back in the next game. I want yes. more of him. Oh my god! But so in my playthrough, wherein I left Alistair in the fade, mm-hmm. after I talked to Fiona, after that, she disappeared. <gasps> I. I didn't, I, I couldn't find her again. And I feel like that, and I was like looking it up on the internet. I was like, where does Fiona go? And I couldn't find, I couldn't find anything. I was like, I think it's because I left Alistair in the vein and she's really sad. That's so tragic. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's. What, what an incredible little detail. Right? Oh. Right? Um, I. It's it is possible that she just went to a different part of the castle or something. Right. But I I walked around a lot of that castle and could not find her again. And she was no longer, you know, in the tower there, um, which oh is where God. she always was before. So That's so fucking sad. Isn't that, isn't that heartbreaking? <laughs> I isn't love it. So I know. It's so good. It's such a good detail. And like it that's one of the things I'm glad that I got spoiled on um mm-hmm. because otherwise i wouldn't have known and i wouldn't have right. thought that that was meaningful right i would have oh just been like where the fuck did she go <laughs> 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 but yeah that is a that is a fun little detail there oh i forgot i have a i have a wine pairing for solace yes please um, <laughs> so I I gave him there's um there's a wine from Chablis which is in Burgundy um it's and it's made from Chardonnay but um but it's like a really crisp Chardonnay oh um that's and this perfect one, right oh um but this one specifically um it's one of my favorite wines that I've ever had it's it 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 was like a fancy splurge wine for me um but it, it the the winery is called Pots Lou which mm. I think means the paws of the wolf oh my um God. which isn't that isn't that just so perfect so and I I was like I feel like this works on so many levels um yes cuz also also Solus would probably be a wine snob yes um, absolutely 100% he and dorian both probably oh yeah would be wine snobs and vivian all the mages are wine snobs yes absolutely (laughs) i think i'd also put cassandra in there she is like a princess yeah yes um she she probably would too unless unless she like like her love for trashy romance novels she just likes really like cheap beer or something like that catch her outside with a mike's heart yeah (laughs) i also think josie and leliana would both know the right words to convey themselves as wine snobs but both be like just taking shots of whiskey 
Yeah, absolutely. Like- <laughs> absolutely. Like they 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 are like sorority girls who Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I love that. I love that so much. Oh my god. The other thing I wanted to talk about and ask you what you think um is the Deep Roads quest. Um the the DLC. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a weird like really intense yes thing that feels very disconnected from this story. Yeah, it's its whole own other game. The mechanics yeah. <laughs> feel weird. The yep. pacing feels weird and I'm very into it, but it's always like wait, what the hell? Like who's moving yeah. am I in now? It's like, also it it's also like fighting fighting that I think it's a it's like an emissary alpha or something at the end of it. Or not at the end of it, but it's even like in the middle of it. It's one yeah. of the hardest. Yes. It's one of the hardest fights. It's but... so hard. And then there's like uh there's like some kind of revenant spooky demon guy. Um yes. and he also hard to fight. And then that big end boss battle is some like straight up Legend of Zelda shit. Yeah. <laughs> like totally. okay, I guess I'm in Shadow of the Colossus now. What's going on? Yeah, totally. Um, I love it, but like I'm very confused. And then but and then we're left with like this this dwarf who's the first dwarf who can use magic and we just yeah. leave and we just leave her there <laughs> yeah who's not dagna which yeah. is bullshit that is bullshit it's super i'm yeah. yeah i'm i'm super upset about that but but it feels so disconnected in many ways that i feel like it's gotta be leading up to something in the next game or or something like that kind of like i hope so it, it well it kind of reminded me of um what's it called legacy in dragon age 2 which is where you first meet corypheus and Mm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um and that similarly is like a whole different game (laughs) yes maybe let's take a quick sidebar yes just to say the main plot and corypheus suck shit oh absolutely Um, awful yes okay i'm glad you said it (laughs) just terrible absolutely terrible. i'm glad you said it one of the things that I said, one of my biggest takeaways is that it really feels like kind of the whole game is just a setup for the Solus reveal. A hundred percent. Which a hundred percent. Which is actually interesting. <laughs> yes. And like I really like a lot of what they're doing with the Red Lyrium. I think it's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But like Corypheus? That's Corypheus not his Literally just like, I'm a spooky old man and I want the power <laughs> yeah. for reasons. Okay, I yeah. guess. Yeah. No, he's a super lame, super lame yeah. villain. Um, and Very no, 101. I, I totally agree. He's actually way more fun in, in 2, in the Legacy mm-hmm. DLC, because um, mm-hmm. he just like woke up from a thousand year nap. And is trying to fuck shit up. <laughs> and he's here to be evil Austin Powers, and I feel that, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I actually really like that that fight in two was was pretty hard, but then mm-hmm. you fight him at the end of this. And I feel like that happens in most games. Like the final boss fight is not actually as hard as yeah. some of the previous fights, especially yeah. if you've gone around and fought you know, 10 or 11 dragons, um, Mm -hmm. before, (laughs) before doing it. Um, (laughs) but I was a little, I was a little upset with myself because I, 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 I did kill the 10 dragons, but Mm. I didn't do the, the jaws of, is it the jaws of Hakon or Hakon? Hakon. Um, I, I didn't do that because I started 
um, the trespasser DLC and you Very can't fair. and you can't go back after that. Um, yeah. So I really like Jaws of Hackon. It's like yeah. It's divisive for a lot of reasons, um, uh-huh. but I think it's very pretty, and I think there's some fun nice. shit in there, and it kind of feels like, especially, like, if you take whatever companion you romance, mm-hmm. it kind of feels like, well, we're just on vacation. Yeah. You know, we're just having a little honeymoon. It's <laughs> fine. a little honeymoon. Uh, Can you bring Colin? <laughs> oh, God, Pro- I wish. Prob- probably um, not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, yeah, no, I just think it's fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Confession, I usually, other than the ones that you absolutely have to, I don't usually kill the dragons. It makes me very sad. It makes, it um, made me sad too. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a hard time with it, especially that like little, the little like electricity dragon that looks like toothless in, in the uh, emerald graves. Yeah. Like, it's so cute and I love it so much and I love the emerald graves. Oh, actually, what are your favorite regions? Oh, yes. That's a great question. Um. I, I also love the Emerald Graves. Um, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's totally and I love, gorgeous. Okay, I love that the Emerald Graves has, like, architectural storytelling. Yeah. Because we see failed colonization with all of the Orlesian shit. Yes. And then a fucking haunted house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's right. Hell yeah. That's right. Hell yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. I forgot that was in the Emerald Graves. But yes, I was, let me... As a big horror fan, I was delighted. <laughs> yes. No, I loved that. I loved that part of it. Um, regions. And I just want to make sure I don't get it For wrong. Sure. Um, so I also... This might be... <laughs> this might be an unpopular opinion. I really liked the hissing wastes. Um, oh, interesting. Yes. Not because... Well, I had mixed feelings. I really liked... That it was always nighttime there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and it just like made me feel calm um, being yeah. there because I, whenever you go to, is it the the Western approach, which is yes. which is the desert, big um, desert. Yeah, that that always stressed me out. Uh huh. Um, same. Because I I'm like I'm I'm about to die of thirst, man. Uh-huh. And <laughs> uh-huh. As someone who grew up pretty close to the Grand Canyon. I was like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, totally. Totally. Um, and okay, let's see. Uh, I do like the Forbidden Oasis in yeah. terms of how pretty it is. It was one mm-hmm. that was very frustrating often to like find what you needed. Yeah. Impossible it's to get around. It's a weird map. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it, it, it's very small. It's almost, it's one of the smaller, smallest yeah. regions, but... But it was very it's pretty, for sure. Very pretty. That and uh, Imprise du Lyon. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Navigating Imprise du Lyon oh is such a headache. And it, I also don't like the snow. I don't like the cold. I'm yep. a desert rat at heart. Yep. Did not like it. Yep. Did not want to be in that snow. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, I, I I really liked aesthetically the, the red lyrium there. Yes. Um, and I, the big, like, shocks of blue. Yes. Too. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Um, also, um, at one point, Iron Bull makes a, a dirty joke about one of the, like, ice statues. <laughs> oh, I forget what he says. Bull's so good. <laughs> but but he's so good. Also, Freddie Prince Jr., come on. He, like, he <laughs> fucking delivers. He really he does. so 
dedicated to this role. He is horny on Maine and yeah. it works. Yeah. Like, and he's so <laughs> funny. And he's also like, he brings such a shocking amount of nuance to Bull. Yeah. Like, there are some things that Bull says, and he's got like kind of an exaggerated borderline cartoonish voice totally but the delivery is so precise and there's a lot of affectation but the actual emoting is very subtle yeah um, at times and just lovely and i love like i don't have you ever seen videos of him talking about playing iron bull no but i want to now <laughs> he is bull's number one fan he is thrilled he is over the moon for this role and i love it for him. i believe it i love that for him <laughs> i love i love like freddie prince jr's post she's all that career yes <laughs> he's doing the wildest shit and he's always bringing everything to it yeah it's delightful absolutely and it was um it was also it was really nice because he because he's also in mass effect he's he plays James oh. Vega in in Mass Effect Ooh. Three, and James Vega is mm, kind of a problematic character, and in a lot of ways, like I was delighted that Freddie Prince Jr. was um, was was voicing him, but mm-hmm. let's just say Iron Bull is such a better character. <laughs> I do have okay, so I have a big character question for you. Yes, please, because. So you and I talked before recording because you had yes. been posting um, on Facebook pretty frequently about Dragon Age. And yes. I was engaging until we discussed having me on the show. And then I avoided yeah. everything on purpose very much. Which I really appreciate. Absolutely. <laughs> Your commitment uh, to lack of spoilers of my Dragon Age experience. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but I did, there was one thing I caught. And I yes. have questions. And I understand yes. it. But I would love to discuss. Yes. You are coal ambivalent. Yes. Um, okay. Yes, I would say that's accurate. I would say I'm Cole ambivalent. I know Cole is a divisive character. Yes. <laughs> um, he, like, both is and isn't. It's either one of those, like, you have a lot of feelings about Cole, or you're just like, I guess this guy's here. Yeah. Um, so going back to my feelings on fandom, uh-huh. another reason I don't really get along with fandom typically is because I don't engage with media on an emotional level first, I engage Mm. on an analytical level first. And then maybe I have like, like I can be emotionally impacted, but it's not the lens through which I dissect media. Absolutely. But every once in a while there's a character um, and I'm like, you're my baby and I die for you. And Cole is like probably number one for me. That Um, makes, I I understand that a hundred percent. I love him so much. He is just trying his best. He didn't ask to be what he is, and he doesn't understand this world, and I I love him. I know. He's just so sweet. He cares about the cats. He'll mercy kill you. I love it. (laughs) I know. He's... I... The only reason I would say I'm Cole ambivalent is because, similarly, I I wanted more from him. Um, Yes. I did think that the writing of Cole, like, the lines he says is some of the most beautiful writing in the game. Stunning. It's stunning. It's, and the performance is also incredible. Like, it's just yeah. very, very beautiful. There is such a um, wistfulness to him that I really love. Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. More fun facts. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I have, like, a an almost encyclopedic knowledge of uh, all of the walking around with different parties dialogue yeah um if you take 
Cole and Solis together mm. very often. Yes. They start talking about real world media in riddles to each other. Whoa. It's wild. That's so cool. That's it's bonkers. I'll like I'll have to send you um on the like fan Wikipedia page. It goes through all of their dialogue and it talks about what they're referencing, but they'll talk about like back to the future and shit. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. I um again, similarly, I just didn't bring Cole with me as much. Well, when I did bring him, I tried to bring Solus too because yeah. I heard that their dialogue was really interesting. Plus, it's just an interesting dynamic to start with. Yeah. And Solus is one of the only characters who isn't extremely cruel to Cole. Yeah. Constantly. And it's like him and Bull. Um Yeah. And yeah. And maybe Dorian. I think Dorian's kind of ambivalent about him. He's not Dorian goes from being real fucking scared of him to being like oh okay you're just like a dude and then yeah. dorian like so solace dorian bull and Varric all kind of become like a consortium of dads yeah uh, yeah and i love it <laughs> i love it i love it yes but that's right because in in the cole's quest you get Varric and solace um yes. and which... i do agree that cole's quest is like weird like yeah, they really yeah. try to push gray morality but like they don't yeah. do it yeah. It's so weird. It's so awkward. Yeah, it didn't really it didn't really totally like land for me. But Mm-mm. um I I ended up making him more human. I don't know oh. if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um It kind of goes either way. It really depends. Yeah. What I, one thing I think is weird as shit is if you make him human and then in Trespasser you talk to him again, he's like Gotta hook up with some girl, and you're like, "What is going on?" Well, like, he what? he's with the he's with the the troubadour in in Trespasser. He's oh, with the, that's right. He's with um, oh my I god, Marathari is that? Yes, name? I think that that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. which I kind of um, I kind of like that. I feel like I guess I mean they're both hanging out in the same place all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm always team like don't make more straights. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, that that's totally fair, and also. Yeah, like, a spirit person is gonna, mm-hmm. like, engage in a normal, like, right. straight relationship. Yeah. <laughs> right. I always um, make him more spirit, but, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think it matter. has. I, yeah, and that's sort of what I felt like, I mean, I think the most disappointing one for me was Blackwall. Because that is such an interesting twist. Um, and then... Just nothing. Nothing. (laughs) I have some pretty dark confessions about Blackwall. I love it. Lay it on me. (laughs) So. Do you not, do you not save him? Do you just, or or not bring him back or. (laughs) Well, uh, the thing is, the problem is, so I've played like seven times, we'll say. We'll we'll approximate seven. Sure. Maybe like four times out of the seven, um, I completely forget to either recruit him or just do his quest. Yeah. <laughs> um and the thing the thing about not doing his quest is that if you don't do it and you get to trespasser he's like big dead. Oh really? They execute him. His plan works. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's dark as shit. Yeah. Like, very often I just literally forget that he is a part of the game and I just don't even recruit him. <laughs> 
I did I did his full quest exactly one time. Uh-huh. And it was the time that I romanced Cullen. Because mm-hmm. it's actually a big part of Cullen's character arc, which I think is devastating. Yeah. And beautiful. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, though, like, I don't care about Blackwall. Th- that is totally fair. I really want to like Blackwall, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. just nothing, nothing happens. His personality um, is that he has a beard. That's gay. Yeah, that is his personality. He's got that, like, northern <laughs> English accent. Yeah. It's, it's, that's what he's got going for him. <laughs> yeah. They really could have made, like, a, another kick-ass female warrior. We got Blackwall. Yeah. Or, like, at least another, like, more interesting warrior, like an Alistair right. or something. Yeah. Like... like Give I, me an elf warrior again. Give me another yeah, Fenris. Give, Come give on. me a Fenris. Come on. Fenris all yeah. day. That was that was the one thing that I was thinking when I was talking to Dorian about slaves in Deventer. I was like, oh, I uh-huh. hope you never meet Fenris. <laughs> okay, but I will say, my God, I hope in DA4 we have a meeting between Dorian, Fenris, and Zevron. Yes. It is all I want in life. Yes, please. Like, I want that please. so much. Bring my three queer, trauma, problematic, ideology children together. Yes! And let them scream at each other, and then maybe all of them will learn, except for probably Fenris. Yeah, Fenris is pretty... Fenris will learn so much. Yeah, well, the the nice thing about Fenris in my playthrough is that he's a little easier on mages now because, um, because he loves me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I also um, okay. I also can't blame him because you know. Oh no no he no! Endured, I'll blame him for a second. He's, he's he he was a slave. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and I also think that maybe Zevron won't learn so much, but that's because I do not think that his goal is to learn at all. Yeah, that does not. He's got other things on his mind in that situation. Yeah, more power to you, baby. <laughs> Absolutely, I do. When I um when I replay Origins, I do want to romance Severon, um, um because yeah. that was that was I think that was the first because yeah because it came out after Mass Effect one mm-hmm. and there's no um there's no MLM romance in in Mass Effect until Mass Effect three yeah. Which is lame. But there is a WLW, which I think is incredible. Yeah. No, that is great. Especially given, like, traditionally in media, gay men have had a lot more visibility than um, lesbian women or even just queer women. So I think that's really amazing. Uh, No, that is is great. Yeah. Maybe this is me being pessimistic. It feels to me like they were more willing to do that because male gaze male gaze yeah exactly um but i love that you can romance Zephron from the beginning as a man. yeah so. yeah so i'm i'm playing origins right now as liam oh, nice. again um and i have no idea it, it's probably going to be a toss-up between morrigan and Zevron because yeah. like this character's two types are woman who could absolutely hurt me and wants to and will yeah and uh <laughs> Precocious Chaos Man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love Precocious Chaos Man. It's a good type. (laughs) It is a good, it is a good type. Um, Yeah. I'm not sure, I'm not sure exactly what I'll do because I also want to romance Morrigan at some point. Yeah. Um, 
I'm also I, I'm also curious about romancing Liliana, but I'm like worried about heartbreak. Lullers it, scares the shit out of me. Yeah. She is like so intense religious in she the first is. game where I'm like, okay, I love yeah. you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't like I can't away. do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then by by the end of Inquisition, she's she's hardcore. She's yeah, hardcore. She is. Yeah. Okay. Oh yes, we sort of talked about this, but and so we've sort of touched upon it. Um, what are your theories and or desires for DA four? Uh, we okay, got we so, we've got the the Dorian Fenris Zevron yes. scene. I want that too, by the way. <laughs> yes. So my big there are like a lot of hopes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. one big hope is Dorian's quest because we know we know in Trespasser Dorian has gone back to Tevinter even if you romance him. Yes. He has gone back to Tevinter to try to bring them out of this horrid dark age of slavery and horseshit. Yeah. I would love to see him accompanied by by Krem because I want uh-huh. Krem there. Um I would also love to see uh K- Scout Harding yes. as a like companion character. Yes. I would love to see a companion Kunari mage. Uh we do oh. know from uh concept art that there is a female kunari companion which hell yeah heck yeah yes yes um i would love to see fenris return and be part of dorian's attempt to like radicalize to venture i think this would yeah. be a great force for him and we haven't seen fenris in a while and fenris is such a beloved character i i agree and i think he's also a really important character in terms deeply of- in terms of like the politics of of the game, and if we're going to Deventure, which is what it seems like, he had better be involved. He had better be there. I'll be so mad. I really want a game that doesn't touch on Ferelden and Orlay. I really want yeah. a Deventure Antiva. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. Especially because Antiva is like, or okay, where is Vivian from? Because she's not from. She's from. She's not from Orlay. She is from Ravane. Ravane. Yes. Ravane. I would like to see uh, Tevinter and Tiva Ravane. Yes. I want to see what is going on in Ravane because it's a very interesting location. I also just really like different architecture. Yeah. Um, and I want to see a lot of that. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I'm sure you've seen the like trailer that they released. Yes. It looks amazing like the, yes. the like the architecture of it looks amazing it looks stunning and i believe we got a shot of debatably zevron on a rooftop Ooh, ooh yeah i hope i would zevron. love to see him again i miss him very much um i know the game is going to revolve around solace a lot and yes. i for right now i'm actually just kind of like tabling that like i don't yeah. really want to come in with expectations about what that's going to look like um, yeah i just want to see it unfold my hopes are very much instead for, like, the side characters, the side missions, the companion quests. Um, Absolutely. I hope we get more trans characters. I hope we get a mm-hmm. non-binary character who uses they, them, or yep. uses neo-pronouns. I would mm-hmm. be happy with either. That would be great. Um, I want another lesbian. I want another gay man. More lesbians! <laughs> more lesbians. Just give me more lesbians. Um, yeah, I'm just, like, really fucking excited. Yeah. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, whatever Bioware feeds me, I'm gonna eat. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. They they've got me wrapped around their little finger. 
Um, oh, yeah. But <laughs> what about you? I want to know about your hopes, too. Uh, yes. Um. Well, you're saying all these things and I uh, and I agree with all of them. I I also and like in fairness, I've had a lot more time to steep on this and make theories. And yeah, 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 this is very fresh for me. But mm-hmm. um, what I would say is I um, because I had to make that heartbreaking decision. Yes, I want I want Hawk to be a part of it at least or like have yes and and especially um i agree i think fenris is probably the most important character that i want to show up again um i also romance fenris and uh Mm -hmm. i would like to to have some have some uh fallout with that or not fallout but like see that closure yeah closure or just something um i i would also love to see isabella again and I feel yes. like she could definitely show up in... If we're going to get Ravain, if we don't get Isabella, I'm going to be pissed. Because yeah. she's another character. She's actually been in all... Well, she wasn't in she's not. She's not in Inquisition, which is a huge bummer. Um, yeah. She was in Origins. Again, looking completely fucking different. Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yes, I want her. I want I want Varric there. Um, yes. I, I, Please just let us keep having Varric. Just let us keep having Varric. Like, <laughs> and we need some kind of closure on Varric and Bianca. We yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I, I actually, I had mixed feelings about like finding out who Bianca was. Yeah, it's I, a mess. It's a, it's messy, and I well, and I like that, but also part of me, it's like so much of of Varric's thing is like well, I can't tell you the story of Bianca. And then we you do sort of get the story of Bianca. Right. It's just like, oh, okay, you just, like, have a crush, I guess. It's like yeah. a weird, unrequited thing. Yeah. Okay. Or you're, like, weirdly having an affair or something. Not not not, yeah. not an affair, but it seems like they, like, hang out sometimes, even though she's married. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and also he's he became the Viscount of Kirkwall in. Yes. And so yeah. I'm, I'm curious about that. He, so is he. So is he. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, there is there is a great article on Polygon that I have to send you. Oh, please it do. Is, <laughs> it is an interview with Varric about his novels. Oh, my God. I need it. It's I need incredible. It. I need it. I need it. <laughs> I will send it to you. It is a delight. Please. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of, you know, in retrospect, like, I wish that Varric had been in Origins so we could have, Same. like, him. Because he's very much, like, as you said, like, the storyteller and, like, and mm-hmm. and framing framing a lot of the story through him, I think, is really interesting, especially, you know, in in these games where you're not the same person to have yeah. that kind of consistency is is really nice and he's such and he's such a fun character uh, mm-hmm. that I, I i i wish he'd been in origins and i really hope he's in 4 um i wonder if there is a fanfic out there of origins as written by Varric. oh there's got to be there's, There's gotta, gotta be, be right? and I'd read it. I'd read it. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I I want that. I want that. Um, because in Origins you get Ogren, who's like, he's fun. He's fine, but like he's all right. He's there. He's, he's drunk and he 
makes passes at you if you're a yeah <laughs> he's such a like stereotypical dwarf that yeah I was like, okay yeah <laughs> i get it <laughs> yeah totally while Varric is like such such a more interesting character um yeah, ogren is to dwarves as meryl is to elves mm, interesting yes mm-hmm. um oh meryl oh meryl i've got i've got feelings about meryl Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we we gotta stay focused on Inquisition. I know, I know. We could we could definitely go off the rails there. Um, <laughs> um, okay, I think I've covered most of what I wanted to ask you. Okay. Um, is there anything? Is there anything else that you want to know about my my experience or? So many. I mean, things. there's so much. There's so much. I, there really is. We could talk about this for like hours and hours and hours, and we can always come back and revisit it too. Yes. I do have okay. I do have like a few. I think Inquisition fun facts. Yes, uh, I want that to. you might not know unless you know the fan wiki uh, like I do. Yeah, or have played it a billion I times. I did. Like I, I did use the fan wiki a lot. Good because it's incredible. It's incredible, and. I'm the kind of person who, you know, sometimes I, I I want the satisfaction of like figuring out how to do the thing myself. But mm-hmm. another uh, uh, for like some random like side quests and stuff where I'm like I don't really care um, mm-hmm. about about like finding this myself and I want to make sure that right. I do it right. So I use yes. the wiki for for stuff like that a lot. Good. Yeah. Oh, and I actually I have one I have one big question for you. That's yes. another like divisive Inquisition thing. Yes. How do you feel about the war table? Ooh. <sighs> Initially, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I I really did not like it. Then when I figured out better how it worked, mm-hmm. um, I didn't mind it so much. It it's not my favorite i wish i yeah. i wish that there were a different way of like moving things forward and getting extra stuff and stuff like that um mm-hmm. i also i didn't realize until a certain point that like who you choose to do certain missions actually matters um yes so at one point i forget who i had do what but then it was like and the gray wardens are all dead now <laughs> and, and i was like Oh, <laughs> so that's another <laughs> that's another one. So that one I actually like I had done a, a some big quest between my previous save and this moment. And I was like, I'm going to go back to the previous save and uh-huh. redo that quest because I don't want the Grey Wardens to all be dead, even if yeah. it doesn't really affect anything in this game. I can't feel bad. That. Yeah. Feels bad. <laughs> yeah. So. I really like the war table. Um, I can un- I can understand that. Yeah, I I'm a big fan of like incidental world building, and I don't think that they do the war table well. Like, yeah, <laughs> just to make that clear, yeah, I think they did a really bad job with the war table, but yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I and- liked it a lot more when I started using the wiki, and I didn't have to look at the actual because it's really hard to read. Yeah. That gives me a really bad head. That's actually one of my really nitpicky criticisms of the game. That is not nit. It's not nitpicky. It is inaccessible. The font is terrible. It's it's awful. Like I don't have terrible eyesight, but I could barely read parts of it. So same. I, yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah. So remind me, you played as an elf, right? Mm-hmm. An elf were mage. You, were you aware of the quest in the war table that occurs over three different war table missions and results in either your clan living or your clan being completely eradicated? Uh, Dear listeners, Emma is making quite a face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making the face of, what the fuck? Um, yeah. So it is one of those things where it's like, blink if you miss it. Yeah. There are three um, connected quests on the war table. And if you do not get them right each time, yeah. your clan is completely massacred. Oh, my God. That's like yeah. That's almost like in two... With Meryl's quest, if you like, oh, make the wrong dialogue choice, you have to kill yes. all the Dalish. It's like what a what a nightmare her quest is. Yeah, yeah. Oh it, my god. It was, uh, um, <laughs> I think so. I remember doing a quest concerning my clan. Uh huh. But I don't remember anything else about it, and I don't remember it saying like they all got massacred. So. Well, heads up for next time. I either missed it or avoided it. <laughs> it's so easy to miss. And this is like one yeah. of the big criticisms Criticisms I saw of the war table was like they put this and same with the Grey Wardens. They put this yeah. like extremely important world shit into the war table that nobody reads. Like, why yeah. would you do that? Yeah. And it's also really weird to have such a huge part of your character's identity happened completely off screen. Yeah, I think that's why my, they do I that. Think, I think that's my problem with it. Like, I'm okay with like some of the like incidental stuff of like tracking down someone here and tracking down someone there, and now we've recruited someone there, and like that's fine. But major, like major story stuff like that, if you're gonna do that, like let us live through it. You know, right, right. If, if you're gonna break my heart, let's let's do it. <laughs> yep. So speaking of heartbreak, yes. and let's do it. Yes. Do you know what happens um, if you don't engage much with Colin's story? Is that involving Lyrium? Yes, it is. Yes, I do. Well, I don't know what happens, but I, I basically, I was informed, and I think I would have done this anyway, yeah. Not to let him take lyrium again. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it gets gets real dark. It gets real dark. So <laughs> harm reduction slash like advocacy for addicts is something I care a lot about. Absolutely. And this is not done well. But again, yeah. I do love hurting characters and being yeah. sad. Yeah. <laughs> um such a so conflict. In the game proper if you don't stop Cullen from taking Merlirium. He essentially falls into addiction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is tragic. Yeah. But the real kicker is in Trespasser, if you have not made him stop taking Lyrium, he is not there because he died. He oh overdosed god. in a literal ditch. Oh my god, that is so yeah. horrible. <laughs> Isn't that so like first off, like bad writing. Yeah. Writing. yeah. Second off devastating but third it does mean that that voice actor will never get a job in bioware again yes um because he has shown his ass to be an awful person yeah um and we know especially from things like anders where you have yeah. an option to kill a character yeah they're not gonna come back so that's, that's true fine by me yep <laughs> that was that was interesting because uh i 
didn't kill Anders. I just told him to GTFO. Um, and Yeah, good. And I was like, where... I was like, I wonder if he's going to show up again. And he doesn't show up again. And that's fine. We don't need him. We don't need him. uh, I'm so glad to hear that this is your take on Anders. Oh, yes. He's also very divisive. And I know many people who I love. Yep. Who stan Anders. And uh, hell no. Nope. Uh, I I draw the line at terrorism. You know, call me. (laughs) He is legit a terrorist incel. Yeah. Uh, I can't stand him. Yeah. Um, And And I didn't like him before that. I uh-uh. I think I his think whole you... personality. Blackwall is to beards as Anders is to cats. I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> because the only interesting thing about his personality is that he like feeds some cats. <laughs> right. Like he is such an iconic soft boy. And like yeah. I have before getting into podcasts, I was part of the slam poetry scene. Awesome. I don't need any more soft boys in my life. Yeah. <laughs> hit my quota. <laughs> Yeah, I he drove me nuts because he cause, yeah he's the total soft boy and he's like oh I don't deserve you you I'm, I'm dangerous blah, blah, blah. I'm like Vom. dude okay I Edward don't care Cullen. I think I think you saw this um in my in my Dragon Age two experience um because of how I because I kind of romanced Isabella by accident which I was cool with but Hell then yeah. uh, but um <laughs> uh but then I. Uh, I made the mistake of, like, not choosing the dialogue option that will let her romance continue. Um, So, yeah, so I had screwed up Um, because I was like, yeah, let's keep it casual. But I I guess if you do that, you're not officially in a romance with her. Mm -hmm. So I got to a point where I was like, okay, well, if I can't have Isabella, then I want Fenris. And Mm -hmm. um, but in order to get Fenris... I had to seduce Anders and then break up with him. <laughs> so That's, it is phenomenal that the game yeah. allows you to do this yeah. horseshit. That's yeah. incredible. I, I kind of loved it. Um, but I did feel bad at first for Anders because I was like, I did just use you for your body. Um, sorry. But then <laughs> Like, literally, because I didn't have high enough approval with Meryl, and so it had to be you, Anders. I'm sorry. And, <laughs> uh-huh. and Dude, I I was trying to romance Fenris, and I don't know how the hell this happened. I accidentally romanced Meryl. I did not huh. want that. Huh. Didn't want that at all. Well, it's interesting in two because you can romance people either by either with approval or with um, what you might call it. Uh, not, it's, not renegade. It's not disapproval. It's not disapproval. It's. It's also not renegade. It's not renegade, but it reminds me of renegade in in Mass Effect because you've got like the Paragon or renegade. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, at, and so it reminded me of that. Um, yeah. But but so or uh, rivalry, rivalry. Yes, there we go. There we go. There we are. Um, so you can so you can like initiate romances based on those which um which i'd be interested i'd be interested to try like some rivalry romances um but the (laughs) i saw some people i i this is a long this is a a sidebar but um but (laughs) meryl like the meryl rivalry romance feels really icky to me because basically like basically you have to like Either either ends of the Meryl romance feel kind of icky to me because either you're they're ena- bad. Either you're enabling her, 
or you're controlling her. Oh god. So it's like it's like very very icky. Um <laughs> yikes. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I I think I'll stick with um with either Isabella or Fenris. Um yeah. much as I like yeah. them to 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 you know hook up themselves. Hey, you know you can just you can just be a thing together. Yeah, it's exactly. Fine. Exactly. Don't yeah. make it. I also I did I did hook up with Zephron in in Dragon Age too because you can. Well, you gotta because you can just do that and that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, love it. I think my last so my last piece of like fun facts for you yes. um is way less devastating and I think just very fun. Okay, good. One of the ways that you can surefire. Um, gain approval with Solus, even if you politically oppose him. Yes. Um, in dialogue, if you ask him questions or if you look for questions that are written in iambic pentameter. What? Yes. I love and that. A, a good chunk, like most of Solus's dialogue is written in iambic pentameter. That's really interesting. And that... Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me in in retrospect because he does have a very like melodic way of speaking. Yeah, it's rhythmically very like rolling and lulling. You yeah, know, which I think is wonderful. Yeah, um, I, I I really like the voice actor who who plays him. Also, yeah, is the voice actor is like a big dude. Yeah, right? he's he, like, he's like done a big actor. Yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff. Um, I forget. I'm gonna look him up. Gareth David Lloyd. Okay. Yes, he has done quite a lot. Um, he makes me think of, oh god, the the like big normal screen actor who plays not Magneto, but Magneto's opposite, James McAvoy. Yes, this one. <laughs> um, and I believe that James McAvoy was the uh, uh, like the face cast for Solus. I think they based really? a lot of Solus on James McAvoy. Interesting. Um, I would not have thought of that. But there is uh, so somebody on Tumblr did like analysis of the faces against several actors and models. And it was very interesting, but it is very interesting. The performance of Solus makes me think a lot of James McAvoy's performance as mm. uh, as Dream in the Sandman Audible original. Oh, my gosh. They I are have... so similar. I've got I I'm really embarrassed. I still haven't listened to it. I have. I have Dude, it. I love. Okay. I love Sandman. So it's yes. It, it's just one of those things that's like been on my list forever. But that's a good yeah. reminder that I've got to listen to it. Um, it's lovely. Dirk Mags did a really good job with it. Nice. Um, it is at some points like too close an adaptation. It is extremely mm. one for one. Yeah. Um. But McAvoy's performance is phenomenal. He's just great. phenomenal. He's also in the like not theatricalized but like the 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 sort of adaptation of Neverwhere that the BBC did which is another oh, Neil, Neil Gaiman yes. book. Um, yes. It, yes, yes. Which is also really good. And I think it was also by Dirk Maggs. I think um, so. Yeah. Um okay, well I'm excited to, I'm excited to listen to that and and pay attention to yeah. uh, the the similarities to Solus. You're going to love it. I'm super I really, excited. I, I think you're going to love it so much. I'm oh, super I'm so excited. excited for you. Yay. <laughs> Okay, as I said, I could, there's so much to talk about, and I could yep. talk about this easily for hours more, but um, but maybe we'll, we'll pause here for now, mm-hmm. um, and then probably revisit, revisit this um, somewhere down the road. Ooh, who knows? Ooh, oh, ha-ha. Who knows <laughs> what might happen? I just, 
this has been just an utter delight and it's been a really nice way for me also to decompress <laughs> from playing the game because it's like that was like such a big part of my life for <laughs> yeah for so many weeks and and then it's just like done and now there's nothing nothing yet to play <laughs> um so this has been this has been really great i've learned a lot so thank you so much for being here um, we've mentioned a couple of things that you're involved in, but I just want to make sure that you get a chance to plug some of uh, the amazing work that you do. For sure. First off, like, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, oh I God. adore this game so much. I'm so happy to have talked about it with you. Talking about it with people who have just played it is like one of my favorite things in the world. Absolutely. Um, and it's very nice to have this like constant background brain screaming at me about Dragon Age Inquisition. Good to just have that out, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. I sometimes sometimes you just need to verbalize it. It's so true. <laughs> I I totally understand. I I felt <laughs> I feel bad because you know, like my husband like goes to work and like has has a very hard job uh -huh. and like comes home and tells me stories about his work and I'm like, well, let me tell you what happened with Dorian. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've got it rough, honey, but so does so does Dorian Pavis. You know, he is going yeah. through it. <laughs> He's going through a lot. Uh, as, as far as things I'm working on, um, I am the showrunner for Valence, which is a yeah. um an urban fantasy podcast that follows the character Liam, who I've talked about several times in this podcast. Yes, who's basically a Dragon Dragon Age character. Yeah, um, to the <laughs> point where, like, the first time I played Dragon Age and I heard about the Mage's Tower, I was like, God damn it. Yeah. Like, I had already <laughs> written the book that Valence is based on. Right. And uh, for people who might want to check it out, Liam is a character who is in a contemporary setting in basically fiction New York. Um, mm -hmm. he has magical ability in a world where that is very rare and very frowned upon and was locked away for most of his childhood because of that magical ability. So if you're looking for a, uh, radical leftist queer mages tower character in modern day New York, Valence might just be for you. <laughs> it's the perfect it's the perfect podcast. Um, I'm really like excited. So. <laughs> I'm really excited to um, re-listen to Valence and listen to what is coming next. Um, knowing <laughs> that and imagining yeah. Liam as uh, as the as the Inquisitor. Um. <laughs> I can tell you. Uh, I think one of the biggest choices I made with Liam as the Inquisitor is when you get to that dialogue with Vivian and she's like, "Okay, so do you want me to come with you?" He was like, "Uh, no." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he full on turned her down. She was not a part of that playthrough. <laughs> yeah, th that checks out. Yep, that super checks out. I was I I was conflicted whether to because I recruited Understandably. Vivian, but I was I was conflicted about whether to help her at all because I was like, we are not on the same page. <laughs> mm -hmm. I ended up doing it because I wanted to see like where her where her story went, which turns out is not too far. But yeah, it turns um, out she's like, oh, no, my lover is dying. OK, sure. Right. Yeah. And then my other main role that I want to talk about is yes. I am the managing editor at discoverpods.com, yes! which is a an online blog, kind of like the polygon of podcasts where yes. we are writing critical analysis of podcasts or writing lists of the best of the best. That's discoverpods.com. Um, I'm just the managing editor. I honestly don't write there very much anymore because I'm just like 
helping publish other people's work. And I'm just very extremely proud of the work that we've been doing there. So that is a more podcasts. I hope you check us out. <laughs> yes, definitely check out all of Will's work. Um, and I'll put links to all of this in the show notes so it's easily Thank you. accessible. Thank you so much. This was Thank you. so fun. And I'm yes. really excited to continue talking to you about it because I'm obviously going to have random thoughts. And I'm just going to be like, Will, what? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as you are replaying Dragon Age Inquisition, as we play Dragon Age yes. 4, you just send me your live reactions. I will eat it up. I will. I totally will. I hundred percent will. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> I had my. I had my my friend who I was like live texting during my Mass Effect playthrough. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. I was. I I missed that a little bit for this whole Dragon Age, which is why I posted so much about it on on Facebook uh-huh. is because I wanted the interaction with people yep. about well, it. If you need someone, I am here and literally Amazing. I will drop everything to talk about Dragon Age. <laughs> Amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I'm super excited. Cause I'm definitely I'm gonna I'm gonna need to replay this oh yeah soon. Cause there's I mean, that's the other thing about it, is that there's just like there's so much and there's so many different ways that you can play. And yes. and that's that's so brilliant. It's so brilliant. It's so, good. so good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, from uh just the next state over, not too far away. Um, <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Have, have a, uh, a lovely evening. You too. Pairing was created, hosted, and produced by Emma Scherzarko, with music and audio recording by Winston Shaw and logo artwork by Darcy Zimmerman and Katie Huey. This episode was edited by Emma Scherzarko. Follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram at Pairing Podcast to keep tabs on what we're up to. And feel free to send us any thoughts, questions, requests, and pairings of your own on our website, thepairingpodcast.com, via email at pairingpodcast at gmail.com, or on any social media platform. Come check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash pairingpodcast where you can pledge as little as $1 a month and get access to exclusive content, customized pairings from me, live streams, and more. Also, check out our merch store on our website at thepairingpodcast.com merch. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with your friends. Thank you so much for listening to Pairing, where you come for the stories and stay for the wine. <laughs>